Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Beyond the Shadow of Doubt podcast. My name is Megan Skidmore, and I am a life transitions coach. I work with parents of LGBTQ plus kiddos of a conservative faith background who feel their world has turned upside down. I also work with LGBTQ plus teens. I started the Beyond the Shadow of Doubt podcast in an attempt to bring the traditionally taboo topic of doubt and questioning out of the shadows of shame and into the sunlight. I want to contribute to breaking the stigma that they are a bad thing while simultaneously creating safer spaces to discuss them and also normalizing that we all have them. I'm proud to share that I'm a member of the Dialogue Podcast Network. You can find them at dialoguejournal.com forward slash podcast network. I will leave that website in my show notes. The Dialogue Podcast Network features shows by Latter-day Saints who wish to bring their faith into dialogue with a larger stream of world religious thought and with human experience as a whole and to foster artistic and scholarly achievement based on their cultural heritage. So for today's episode, I want to first start out by posing a few questions. I hope you will give them sincere thought. The first one is, do you have doubts or questions? Do you give yourself permission to have and acknowledge them, even if to yourself only? Do you share them with others? And if the answer is no, I invite you to dig deep and ask yourself why you do not. If you answer yes, that you do share them with others, I invite you to determine if you censor what you share. Finally, what are the settings you feel most comfortable sharing doubts and or questions? A couple weeks ago in podcast number seven, titled Doubt is Not the Same as Unbelief, I quoted Christian author Barnabas Piper. He said, the word doubt is an uncomfortable one in most Christian circles. It's something that is frowned upon or even condemned in many churches circles. But that doesn't stop us from doubting. It just makes doubting shameful for many of us. We don't know what to do with it, who to talk to about it, or how to talk about it. We just know that our questions feel like they are pulling us away from God. If you've been following along and listening to my episodes, you know that I have shifted in the way I view having questions and doubts. You know that I have shared that the opposite of faith is not doubt, but rather the opposite of faith is certainty. When we hear that and can internalize this relationship of faith and doubt, we can then allow the two to coexist without it being a problem. Let me share what I mean. I want to share a passage with you. It's from an article called A Paradox of Faith and Doubt, written by Joanna Mercury in October of 2013. It's based on the examining the relationship between faith and doubt through a lecture and panel discussion sponsored by Fordham Center of Religion and Culture, entitled Uneasy Grace, Can Faith and Doubt Coexist? This event featured Terry Eggleton, who is the author of Reason, Faith, and Revolution, Reflections on the God Debate, published by Yale University Press in 2010. Um, Eggleton says, one way to understand how faith works is through Bigfoot. The evidence as to whether Bigfoot exists is ambiguous. As a result, some people believe he exists, while others don't. He says, substitute God for Bigfoot here, and you have a version of what faith consists in. 
Some have religious faith and some don't. And although faith is a matter of passionate conviction, this does not put faith at odds with doubt. Doubt, he said, is essential to the very definition of faith. Doubt only exists in a context of certainty. Doubt isn't some sinful lapse from unwavering faith. It's actually built into it. A proposition you couldn't doubt wouldn't be a matter of faith. In the same way that faith and reason are not incompatible, doubt is not a threat to faith. For instance, you can be certain that you love someone while succumbing to the occasional doubt, he said. Ultimately, when it comes to faith, certainty is less of a problem than the ways in which we act from our faith. Too much of either faith or doubt can tip someone toward dogmatism and radicalism, which inevitably divide people and societies. It is important to balance certainty and open-mindedness to allow faith and doubt to coexist. So essentially, we cannot have and exercise faith if uncertainty and doubt do not exist. As Eagleton explained, it is requisite to the very definition of faith. So reflecting back on the three questions I, I first posed at the beginning of this episode, we must first acknowledge that we have questions and doubts. If we are resisting in denial or ignoring them, we're actually being dishonest to ourselves. Part of giving ourselves permission to have them is through acknowledging their presence. How? Well, we can first choose to let go of the shame or embarrassment that often accompanies it. And by doing so, this will help us purposefully create our outcome. When we release the shame and give ourselves permission to have them, we are then on our way to owning our questions and doubts. Owning our questions and doubts requires us to be honest and authentic first with ourselves and then with others. This will cultivate trust and fosters an atmosphere where true connection can occur. occur. And when we feel connected, I believe that's when we really feel like we belong. And we all want to belong, sometimes to the point of hiding parts of ourselves for fear that we won't, quote, belong, end quote. However, I, I believe the more that we can be vulnerable and authentic, and then by extension connected, we indirectly invite others to do the same. I believe authenticity begets authenticity because I have experienced it. Of course, I'm not suggesting you send your nervous system awry. You want to cultivate authenticity in a way that is mentally and health, oh, and excuse me, and mentally and emotionally healthy for you. So you can start with baby steps. Being authentic requires us to claim our personal authority and owning our truth, meaning the truth of what our lived experiences, our highs and lows, our gifts and challenges, our sorrows and joys, our struggles and strength, strengths, our lived realities versus the lived realities of others. Now, I define personal authority as part free will and also part the light of Christ, which is within each of us. Sometimes uh, people re will refer to this as your conscience. I believe by leaning into this personal authority is also how we tap into and connect with our inner wisdom or inner knowing. 
Our personal authority is what allows us to choose how we want to move forward and allows others their God-given right, capacity, gift, and ability to do the same. Claiming personal authority allows us to examine our questions and doubts and even learn to ask better questions or the quote-unquote right questions. And let me explain what I mean by that. I'm going to share a passage with you from the book Crucible of Doubt, Reflections on the Quest for Faith by Terrell and Fiona Givens. So starting on page nine, they quote Daniel Dennett. He wrote, philosophy is what you have to do until you figure out what questions you should have been asking in the first place. So the Givens invite us by saying, disciples too must persevere until we get the questions right. We are all prisoners of our preconceptions and faulty models. Those are frequently the problem in a faith crisis, not the questions that arise from then. After all, the restoration unfolded because a young man asked questions. The scriptures are replete with encouragement to question. Ask that you may know the mysteries of God is a common injunction, as is the verse from James 1. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally, and it shall be given. And we also receive many assurances that questioning will bear fruit. Quote, surely shall you receive a knowledge of whatsoever things you shall ask in faith, end quote. The unexamined paradigms with which we begin can negatively affect a healthy propensity to question. They can point us in the wrong direction, misdirect our attention, or constrain the answer we are capable of hearing. In those circumstances, as Joseph Smith learned, some people will fly to pieces like glass as soon as anything comes that is contrary to their traditions. End quote. That was the, the, the givens quoting. I suggest that it is our ability to claim our personal authority. Remember, I define it as part free will and also part the light of Christ. It is this personal authority that allows us, us to ask the right questions and own our questions through our willingness to be authentic and vulnerable. I would love to hear your questions. If you have some that you would like to chat about, use the work with me button on my website to schedule a Zoom appointment. Your first visit is always complimentary. You can also send me your questions through social media or email. All of these links are on my website, https colon forward slash forward slash meganskidmorecoaching.com. Make sure to spell Megan, M-E-A-G-A-N. You can also access my free interactive resource guide for LGBTQ families, 20 plus pages of resources that I have found and or used along my own journey. If you scroll partway down on my website, you'll see it and can access it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time.